Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. It's Dr. Homebrew. About to get this train rolling, you know what I'm trying to say? Hey, party people. You're on. No, I'm not. Yeah, you right. are. Oh, yeah. He's oh, yeah. on. Okay, good. Doc, I'm a trained professional. I know, to turn, <laughs> I, know, I know how to turn you on, baby. Either that or he's a trained monkey. Oh, I could I, be both. I thought that. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> Since when? Since I'm not going to say it or not think it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is Dr. Homebrew. We have a pretty good show for you tonight. Uh, a couple of really cool beers, actually. We have a German Pills, and then we have something called the Big Bamboo. Hey. The, the Big Bamboo. Big Bamboo. Uh, Big Bamboo. German Pills is, you know, German Pills. It's pretty basic. But the Big Bamboo is a, a whole new animal here for Dr. Homebrew. It's a rum barrel-aged uh, imperial blonde ale with, uh, I don't know, grapefruit, lychee, asparagus, parmesan cheese. I don't know. It has, like, everything in it. Is that right? No. Not really. Huh. I mean, passion fruit and all that kind of stuff. Good on you. Perfect for Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know what I don't understand about Cinco de Mayo? Everyone's, like, excited about it, and it's it's the celebration of a war. I don't know. I, I feel like it's a little weird to, like, everyone get hammered because a bunch of people died. It has become a drinking holiday, therefore. Yeah, it's it a is, drinking holiday that nobody good. knows about. That's what true. is St. Patrick's Day about? I mean... It's important to about driving uh, the Protestants yeah, out of the I of Ireland. The snakes out of Ireland. Yeah, well, snake was the uh, wasn't it the uh, symbol of the Protestant? It was like an allegory to the Protestants, which is why it's uh, it's on St. Patrick's Day. Protestants wear orange, but my, nobody fucking my, wears orange. Uh, my first grade teacher did that. Did she? Yeah, See, I would do that too. Uh, we all had we made the, the shamrocks that I got to wear with our name on it, and, and it was green <laughs> except for her. Yeah, she's Protestant. She's so Protestant. She had an orange one. Yeah. Huh. So I knew about that a long wow. time ago. I, thought, I still thought it was stupid. It's pretty. Yeah, I don't know, man. Whatever. Um, it's and uh, then New Year's Eve. But that's kind of important because, like, there's going to be another year. So that's kind of – I get New Year's Eve. That's a drinking holiday, too. Did you that's not technically – Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm going to mute Doc for a second. Uh, you're right. It's it's a drinking holiday. But uh, Cinco de Mayo is just – I don't know, man. It's different. It's uh, I wonder how the French French Americans think of Cinco de Mayo, you know, because mm-hmm. it's a celebration of the Mexican army defeating the French, like, one time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Wow. Yeah. What do you think about that, Doc? It's a drinking holiday. (laughs) It is true. Uh, Before we get too uh, far afield here, I do want to remind you guys about the people who bring you this show, Five Star Chemicals. You go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn about how to take care of your funky brew system and your conicals and your uh, heat exchangers and all the crap that you you make beer with, man. Uh, Five Star Chemicals has what you need to keep it clean and sanitary. Those things don't exist at the same time. You have to clean and then you have to sanitize. This is if if they if they died now, five star just exploded uh, in the uh, Great Colorado earthquake of 2016. The one thing they would want you to know is that you can't do two things at once. You have to clean and then you have to sanitize. So you use PBW and then you Star Sand, or use PBW and use IO Star, or what are the other products they have? I might stop brewing if they explode. <laughs> yeah, because then what they, would we they do? Made, they made my life so much easier. They really do. They man. really did. And I use that, uh, dude. I buy the four pound jars from mm-hmm. Morbier yeah. of the PBW, yeah. and he's it for everything. I clean my stove. I clean my <laughs> bathtub with it. I clean everything I can Does with Terrence PBW. Clean? That's that's another show. That's another show. Okay. Taryn, uh, she cleans. She's one of those people that like gets a bug up her butt and then suddenly like likes to clean. She likes to clean giant like swaths. Uh, but as far as like uh, maintenance cleaning, no, she's kind of a slob. Okay. Yeah. I like a Schumann. She's <laughs> she's not as bad as a Schumann. Yeah, but he gets the same bug up as as well just. 
sweep through the house and, he and does. clean everything. He does. But he's also like a nightmare level when it comes to slobby. You know. Oh, yeah. You did live with him, didn't you? I did live with him, yeah. But I, I imagine he's better now that he has kids and like a wife to nag him. <laughs> he seems a little more browbeaten than he used to be. He talks. No, he didn't talk anymore. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, if you just follow him on Facebook, he's not funny anymore. He's not like... He doesn't insult people or as much, you know what I mean? He's yeah, just like, yeah. oh, I had a great year celebrating my, you know, the birth of my kids, and uh, what a great time we survived, right, Nikki? And it's like, <laughs> who the fuck is this? Yeah. This is not Schumann. But his house is clean. His house is clean. Yes. Yeah. Um. Who else? Who else brings us this show? Who else bring? Oh, do we have a lot of uh, listeners or not listeners? Um, sponsors. 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 Which you'll uh, you'll hear about just in a second. Um, before we take our first break, we are going to speak with uh, Norm. I don't even want to try to spell his last name because I think I screwed it up on the sheet. So Norm, he's going to be up with the German pills. Norm. And then uh, <laughs> and then Chris, man. Did, so dig this. I don't want to give it too much away. It doesn't matter. So Chris writes in. He's like, hey, dude, I got this beer. It's a wood age, whatever. So he's trying to make uh, a beer to mimic cocktails. So it's rum aged and it has all this sort of like fruit juice in it and shit like that. So uh, that could be a cool idea. I think it's a cool idea. I I, I really do. I think it's uh, it's something unique that I've never had before here. And we've been doing the show a long time, Brian. Like three years? Actually, it's yeah. It's May of 2013 was the first uh, posting of Dr. Homebrew. I was, I was oh, really? Glancing through the archives the other day, and yeah, we're we're on three years now. So, geez, well, this is so this is the April April 21st show. <clears throat> well, so our next show, as of the next show, will be three years. And I didn't get you anything. What did you get me? Um, I offered to buy you a beer at the bar here, <laughs> and you didn't. Well, it was free anyway, so oh, I technically. Kind of bought it. Oh, except nice. you ordered okay. it, and I didn't have anything to do with it. All right. Well, I, I got I got you a new car, so oh. now I feel like I outgifted you. Okay. He likes rabbits. Get him a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Think about me or him. You. Okay, that's true. Speaking of rabbits, uh, well, I don't know what you want to say. Okay, we're going to take a break here, uh, folks. Why? Because uh, well, you know, forget about. It. We're not going to take a break. Let's call Norm. I know. We're winding down our, our third year of recordings. We don't need a break. We, we just need, need to break. keep plugging through. No. Um, uh, you do. Do, do, do. Three, two. Burr, burr. All right. Let's call Norm. See if it'll work. Uh, it's funny doing the show, man, because we're, we're, uh, we ask people to, to use Skype, sort of. You know, like if you have Skype, that's cool. You don't need to go out and get Skype. Why? Well, because I'll just call you on it and just call you on your cell phone. But um, it's funny. My people go, I don't. I think I. I think I have it. I'm not entirely sure. So this is work. Norm, are you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. Nice. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. I hear you. Excellent. How you doing, man? Doing good. How you guys doing? Perfect. Just hanging out, drinking beer. Like Skype. It's just Skype audio. It's always just Skype That would eat audio. up all your bandwidth, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and also, we don't have a, a webcam uh-huh. on, on me, so it's then it's it's me looking at the person's face, and that's just weird. So mm-hmm. we just do the audio here. Turn him up. You know, he's not saying anything right now. I know, but I can't hear him. <laughs> oh, are you guys talking to me? Yeah. We need more Norm. Yeah, we're just talking. We need more Norm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Norm, you sent in a German pills, which I thank you for. Excellent. I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that. I haven't tried it yet, but uh, anybody who goes after the Pilsner styles, you got to love them. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been homebrewing? Yeah, exactly. I'm, uh, I'm getting uh, kind of sick of the hoppy beers. Uh, you know? Yeah. I want to brew something different. Tell me about it. A dude. Pils is a hoppy beer if you're in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> it's bitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know what you mean, though. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. It's bitter, though. It's not hoppy, right? Well, it's... Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's under not, the category. Not too much uh, in your face and overboard. Yeah, oh, me like poppy European lagers. So, Norm, how long have you been homebrewing, man? I'd say probably a little over five years now. Oh wow! Okay, that's a long time. Long time for Yeah. Have you ever done a? Yeah, uh, enough. So. <laughs> have you ever done a German pills before? 
Uh, no, this is the first one. Okay, what made you decide to do that? Well, like you said, you're you're just done with the hoppy beers. Are you are you like a one of those double IPA freaks? Oh no, no, just kind of. It seems like you know all, all the the rage nowadays and all you can get. So I kind of just like to brew other things. So pretty much now all I all I brew is anything of uh, brewing classic stocks, and then if I'm not doing that, I'm kind of doing some sour beers and stuff. And so mm-hmm. yeah, just kind of mixing it up and uh, wanted to try doing some lagers this year. So cool, a little more of a challenge. Yeah, man, I dig it. That's for sure. Um, all right, Brian, you want to uh, <laughs> you want to tee off on not tee off? I'll steer uh, us into this beer. You know. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's talk about Norm's uh, German Pils. Okay, um, you know, I, I, I part of being a judge is you observe the bottle to start with. I noticed. Um, I don't know. If it, look at the bottom of this bottle. There were some a little bit of chunks of sediment in there, and in the bottom, kind of floating around in the in there. But the beer itself is is nice and clear. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, it's just something you you observe everything that you're presented with, and saw some little little chunks floating in the bottom there. I, I didn't let it color my impressions of the beer as I was tasting it, but it, uh, you just kind of note in the bottle inspection, and, oh, it's got appropriate caps fill and all of this. But yeah, um, anyway, um, getting into the aroma, it it does have a grainy maltiness, um, kind of a light bready note. I got a, a fair amount of sulfur in there. It, pretty evident had a low uh floral hop seemed to be missing kind of the the honey cracker like kind of complexity of the malt that you get in a a pills or has that rich german malt to it yeah that pills uh the pills malt (laughs) uh you know seems clean lagered though like i didn't get any diacetyl or acetaldehyde there you know so no no bad stuff in there I felt like I was getting just a little bit of a banana ester, though. It came out as it warmed up. Um, so that was a little a little odd, but it wasn't heavy. Just a really light, like, little banana ester somehow in there. But, um, you know, the aroma was pretty good. Appearance-wise, it pours, you know, beautiful. Clear, light gold color. Had a nice prominent white head that that uh, it took quite a while to dissipate. And the glass I had it, I judged it last night at home. Uh, head was nice and creamy. had had some larger bubbles, but but mostly just a nice, very nice looking beer and and brilliantly clear. So yeah, nice, very nice job on the appearance. You have to give it full points there. In the flavor, it has a, a grainy and and pills like malt up front. Um, it's soft and pretty restrained. The you know the bitterness is low. It shouldn't be a, a bitingly bitter beer, but. Should be crisp. Even for a style, it's a little bit low. Yeah. You gotta have a little bit of crispness and something with the, you know, playing with the water. The hop can present itself differently as you have more or less sulfates in your water and things like that. So, um, you know, water chemistry is one thing you have to look at. Try to match that uh, German profile. I mean, the ones in southern Germany tend to be a little softer. Uh, the water down there is a little more carbonate and less, you know, and as you get in northern German, it's it's more sulfates and you get a little bit more of that. That sulfury character, I did get a little sulfur in the in the flavor too, like the aroma, and um, I'll have to see if Doc got that little banana ester. But it's it's really light, really faint, but just a bit distracting there. Um, but yeah, it seems to be a really clean lager ferment. You did a good job taking care of your yeast and um, you know keeping things clean. I don't know if it went to the to the warmer side at all during the fermentation, but uh, where where some esters might come out, or you know it could be. Um, there could be various places I could come from, but um, the balance is pretty pretty even between the malt and the hops. It's mostly a malty beer, though. Uh, just you know, malt just slightly wins out, uh, and both are pretty light. It's kind of an un, underwhelming, unassuming, very drinkable and and smooth beer. So uh, you know, hops are kind of floral and spicy, and they, they do linger a bit in the aftertaste along with that malt. So. Quite pleasant in the flavor. Mouthfeel wise, it, it is pretty pretty crisp with a, a dry finish. That's you know appropriate to the style. That does help this beer uh, a bit. There, it has that nice. You know, it's refreshing. It's just crisp as you drink it and and clean and smooth. So, you know, I didn't get any alcohol warmth. Um, alcohol, the the carbonation seemed medium medium high. It was quite spritzy, um, kind of seltzery. Um, and yeah, it's not. It wasn't astringent, but also wasn't really 
creamy or, or you know, mouth filling, you know, smooth. It was just kind of crisp and and not, but not bitingly crisp. So yeah, pretty pretty nice mouth feel. So I thought it was a pleasant drinking German pills overall. Um, really helped by the appearance and and the mouth feel. I thought was pretty much spot on. Um, just falling a bit flat in the flavor and the aroma, which is a couple of light issues, what I perceive. And I'd like to see what Doc picked out on this one, too, um, that detracted a little bit. You just want to make sure you, you know, keep your yeast really happy and, and healthy, especially with the, with a lager, oxygenate it well, pitch a massive amount, you know, and a nice, happy, healthy slurry. And, uh, you know, from a vigorous starter, just avoid... Um, you know, avoid suppressing your yeast by, uh, you know, you want to use gentle temperature ramps and, and keep that keep that yeast doing what it's supposed to do as you're going, you know, ramping uh, from your, your pitching temperature, maybe up slightly, you know, start start low, rise it up a bit. It, it'd be interesting to talk about your lager um, regimen because I think you did a good job. Um, there could be some specifics you could dial in a little better. Uh, but, yeah. Also, just watch maybe watch the sulfate levels in your water. Just pay attention to the water and um, know where your water is. And because with a beer like this, it's very important to have the right water. Yes, it, it needs. You know, it does have that nice crispness. So I think that um, you know the way the hops are playing off. Um, you know, some of the the sulfates and things in the water is working fine. Um, but you just want to make sure there's nothing poking out in a weird way that. Um, you know that that isn't, isn't going to meet the intended style. So, and if you know if there's anything, well, wild getting away in there, I don't know. It would, you know, a German pills, uh, a lager yeast shouldn't produce a lot of banana if you're if you had it have it at the right temperature. So I don't know. There could <laughs> could be some other yeast, but it doesn't seem like there's a wild yeast getting loose in here either. So I don't know. It's just a little, you know, kind of a weird balance to it with that. Uh, the way the water is playing off the everything in the and that little banana thing that distracted me a little bit. But I really like the beer. I thought it was a very good beer, uh, pretty much within the style parameters. And just a little, you know, needs a little tiny bit of work. But I gave it a 34 and uh, quite pleasant beer. Thank you. Awesome. Doc, you're up, buddy. Handsome. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Norm, uh, you know, overall... I think you're out of style, basically. Um, is it, actually, I liked the beer. I really did. Um, it was a German pills. It got some leeway between the north and the south. At best, it's a southern German pills, which I like, too. I thought yeah. I leaned more towards that myself, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. smoother and, and well. Yeah. Smooth. It's not crisp and kind of sharp. and Not as. And not as bitter. Not so, as bitter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. So, and that has to do with. What Brian was saying about the water mm-hmm. and just the style okay. in, in general. So, you know, with the aroma, I got nice and bready aroma. Uh, not much sulfur. I didn't get a lot of that. Um, and for a. It was light, yeah. Yeah. Um, and for a lager, if you're not new to lager, if you're new to lagers, excuse me, um, first thing I always hear is, is this supposed to smell like that? Uh, yeah. when, when it's fermenting, yes, it is. A lot, a lot of sulfur comes out of there, but it generally goes away. That's why you lager it. Um, and so that was all pretty good. I didn't get a lot of sulfur out of that, especially a light lager like this. Um, I get a little astringency in the, in the aroma. Just There's this weird sharpness that I get out of it. Um, uh, pretty much no hop aroma, period. So yeah, the aroma was kind of more... Towards the sweeter side, more malty uh, appearance. Uh, I put down because I judged my my I had a bottle of it last night, and that's when I judged it, and it was clear but not brilliant. But again, I put it down the secondary nose. It could have been my pour, okay? Be, because okay. I I poured the whole thing in, kind of looked like it wasn't a uh, you know a, a bottle conditioned anyway. But there's still some just a little bit of sludge. But tonight, looking at this bottle, it's, it's definitely very clear. Yeah, there's so, a, there's a couple little yeah, I know, I saw globules, it, uh, but not many. So when no. I when I kind of dumped it all in there and yeah, I, 
Oh, I see what you're saying. Mine, yeah. mine looked like this last night. It, it's brilliantly clear. Super clear. Yeah, pour, pour it out of the top half of the bottle. Yeah. I like using a doable glass because I like the, the way the aroma comes back up to me. And, okay. you, and you like doable. And that too. So, <laughs> um, so uh, God, look at that clarity, dude. I'm sorry. That's I know. I know. It's, awesome. It's, now, yeah. it, now it's brilliant. Yeah, that's awesome. Which <laughs> kind of gets me back to um, how old this might be because we've got Mm. A little bit of stringy, maybe a little cardboard, no sulfur, which means it's been aging longer, and no hop aroma. So I'm wondering if it's a little bit old, older of a beer, um, which would make it brilliant and drop out the hops yes. at the same time. Uh, so, yeah, this one is definitely that. It's, could have, it's mostly my pour. I, I kind of knew it when I did it. Um, nice color, though. Uh, heavy retention was pretty good all the way around. Um Flavor, uh, nice grainy sweet malt character. I really like that, uh, but not enough bitterness for the style. I want, you know, you're going to want some definite bitterness coming through on this, and I just didn't get it. Yeah. Um, I thought in that, I put down it's not dry enough, which me, I'm saying maybe it's not balanced enough. Really needed uh, more bitterness to kind of balance out the sweetness, which wasn't bad. It wasn't cloying sweetness. No, it was, it, was, yeah. it was malt sweetness. Yes, it's a very it's a very pleasant sweetness. Yes, it is. But it's um, a soft sweetness. Does that, it, it, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So um, uh, easily correctable, I think. Uh, well, let me get to the end. Okay. But, but but yeah. But <laughs> right. you know yes. Yeah. Uh, so I got a little bit of green apple in the in the flavor when it warms up, just to t- just to touch. How about uh, banana? Did you get any of that? Um, not until you said it, actually, and and, not, <laughs> and I didn't get it in my bottle. But really light, really but, light. But in this one, yeah, yeah. Uh, but not 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 in mine yesterday. But you're yeah, you're right. Um, so it just needs to balance more towards the bitterness if you want to keep it in this style. Yeah. Uh, uh, the mouthfeel is a bit heavy for a pills, I thought. Um, okay. Uh, that could be more because mine could have been more carbon. My bottle was just not carbonated enough. It should, it should be more spritzy. This one was a lot better. Yeah. And that's that's how you go from bottle to bottle, and that's the crapshoot when you send in three bottles. Yeah. Four bottles or whatever you send in. Uh, I ask for 12. <laughs> I just keep them all. Yeah. So, um, yes, I go overall impression. It's, it's more of a southern German style, definitely. Yeah. Uh, if it's going to be that way, it's it's uh, uh, definitely just a sweeter style mm-hmm. anyway. But yeah. I, I think this one even goes beyond that. Okay. Uh, more sulfates would help in the dryness if you're going to try that. Uh, also, more carbonation would help this. This bottle that we have tonight, definitely different. I mean, it was different than what you right. Well, in in, in subtle ways or uh, pretty, no, it was pretty pretty, pretty there. Uh, okay. When you carbonate more or less, it really changes the flavor profile. Okay. So okay. If, you get, if you get one that's a real fizzer, just <laughs> and you because <laughs> yeah. your bottle wasn't cold enough or you you got distracted with the beer gun or whatever you did, yeah, and it foams too much, you're going to lose some CO two out of there. So that bottle's not definitely not going to be. What the other bottles are. Going this to be. bottle seems a little less carbonated than the one I had last night. Oh, we open tonight. It's a lot more carbonated than the one I had. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it, <laughs> okay. it's just it's it, you know technique wise whatever it is, but that yeah. that's definitely it's easy a, to get a little variation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. So hopefully it wasn't a lot of variation. Um, I just thought the whole overall thing is not dry enough, not bitter enough. Um, I thought it was a lot closer to a Hellas. Really mm. did. Okay, yeah. Um, I see that. Yeah, it does have some Hellas like. So if, if I was going to choose which one, just because you start out, oh, I'm going to make uh, this beer. Yeah. Don't ask there. I have to stick to that. <laughs> um, you, you can. Yeah. You can call it something new. You can call it something new once yeah. it all comes out. Okay. Uh, you're just. It's a better this than it is that. It's plenty light to be a Hellas, too. I mean, yeah. you know. The, and that's the game, right? The pills can right. be a little. That's the game. So richer color, but I would yeah. I, I would enter this as a Hellas, and I'll better do a lot better than a Pills. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, I give it a thirty-one, only because of style issues. Um, hmm. I thought it might have been a little bit old, and I thought it yeah, might, I got some of that too. 
And yeah. just it's just for the style. It's just not bitter enough. But I just thought it was just hinted of being a little too old. Yeah. Um, what was the hell else am I going to the higher 30s or? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely would give we, I, I'd give it, you know, another seven, eight points probably yeah. just, just because of that. Okay. So um, that's awesome. So just changing your your category, I think, would up this beer. Yeah, because it's 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 actually a really nice beer. I really liked it. I just enjoyed drinking it anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I just yeah, don't think it pleasant. fits in this category. Well, Norm, do you have any questions for these guys about this beer? About their feedback, rather? Um, no. Yeah, it's funny you guys kind of hit on all the things that. Uh, that I was worried about, like the a the packaging, because uh, I was uh, lazy, so I just bottled straight off the uh, straight off the tap, and uh, so that's probably okay. why the uh, the variance was there. And then, uh, yeah, I was going back and forth about style too, because I I kind of, you know, I brewed the exactly like you're saying. The recipe was you know German pills, and then when I was tasting it, I was kind of wondering where it fit style wise, and so that's kind of I just stuck with it because that's what the recipe was, and. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot to mention that this uh, it started out brewing this. One of the things I wanted to do was kind of a little water experiment. So I brewed this with all distilled water and then building up uh, with my own salt. And then I was planning on brewing it again to kind of compare the two, see how it compares with uh, building your own water versus using uh, my water. And uh, well, if, yeah, if you the did about the if you did it again, uh, do the same thing. Use uh, distilled water, but I would. Definitely up the sulfates. Push up the sulfates a little bit, yeah. Uh, lower the salt sodium for sure, and then up up the sulfates. There's a little more gypsum in there. Yeah, yeah. and and you'll you'll definitely have a different beer in this. It'll uh, enhance that crispness. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's. It, I wouldn't go really heavy okay. with it, but yeah, it's it's almost there. But it's yeah. Yep. The, if you went with, I don't know where you, yeah. what your water is like, but it, yeah, it's 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 bound to be quite different from what you were building and, towards. And with this kind of light lager, definitely you're gonna the water the water comes into place so much because yeah. it's so subtle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, yeah, the last thing was when it uh, when I first tagged it, I was uh, you know tasting it along the way, and I noticed that it was. Super cloudy and murky. I mean, it looked like an East Coast IPA. So I, uh, yeah. after tasting a while, I, uh, uh, it wasn't getting clear for the longest time. So I finally got the gelatin, put some gelatin there, and then got it nice and clear. And then, so by the time I got it tasting where I wanted it to and sent it in, yeah, I actually, this is got a little bit of age on it now. I caked it back in, uh, close to December. So yeah, it's got a little age on it. And you guys picked yeah. up on that. You also have to keep in mind, too, that the gelatin is going to pull out a little bit of your hop flavor and bitterness, so you want to uh, boost up the hop just a little bit there. Yeah, and then filling uh-huh. out the tap, you're going to get some oxidation, too, and and, and quite a bit of variation in uh, the CO2 level. So it's just poured down the side of the bottle into the from the tap or through a, through a tube of some kind? Oh, yeah, so I just, uh, so I turn my pressure down, bleed it off, and then, yeah, I just pour it right down the side of the bottle. And okay. Cap on foam real quick, so. There's better ways. Do you purge your bottle <laughs> to pur- purge the CO2 at all, or? No. There's, there's no, a lot of, no, I don't. I yeah. just, yeah. lazy with it. Um, I think it, it, it changed the beer. It's, it's definitely gives it a um, little of that honey-like oxidation, kind of a little yeah. papery. Yep. If you're going to start doing lagers, and you're actually pretty good at it, uh-huh. um, and you're going to enter a contest, you're going to need to do bottles. So get something like a beer gun or a counter, counter pressure and, and get good with it. You need some consistency yeah. here. And I really uh, yeah, I really felt the inconsistency from bottle to bottle. And you, you can start simpler with a, a just a bottle filler that gets it to the bottom of the bottle and uh, like a, uh, um, a stopper, you know, that fits the top of your bottle in the top. And just bleed it off, you know, with your pushing the edge of the stopper with your finger. If you purge it with CO2 and fill that way, you shouldn't get too much oxygen pickup. You'll still get more variation than you'd get with a beer gun or something fancy yeah. like that. But you can do it simpler if, you know, if you don't have the means to buy the uh, the beer gun and stuff. But, yeah, or, the, or whatever other counter-pressure fillers there, there yeah, are. More beer has a pretty good one, too. Yeah, yeah, there's, um, yeah. but either, either one of those two things, you, it's much easier to purge the bottle of, of oxygen. And that's what's going to... Uh, keep the, you know, the, the staling kind of compounds out of it, especially if you want to keep it around for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and this is a, such a delicate style that a little bit 
really matters. I can tell it's a good recipe, though, and seemed like you used yeah. good ingredients. So definitely, definitely brew it again. We can tell you, you know what you're doing with the log. What was the lagering uh, regimen there? What did you, what did you start at, and what did you, where did you go with it? Uh, so yeah, I got, uh, yeah, I got a good size pitch going. I uh, did two vials of uh, White Labs uh, German lager and uh, put those in a starter on my stir plate and. Uh, yeah, I did Puro too, and then I pitched around uh, my uh, temperature controllers in Celsius. So 10 C, so what's that, like 50 ish? Yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, and it's then awesome. after about a week, then I kind of slowly ramped it up to about just under 13 C, and then let that go kind of a little diastole rest. And then after that, I kind of slowly dropped it down by like one degree a day. Yeah. Uh, and then. Yeah, finally packaged after a while. Of that. Okay. How, how long did you log it and at, at uh, just barely free? Uh, so I just I just kegged it after about a month, got it down to four C. So kept it pretty cold and then kegged it and just kept it cold. But kind of logger in the keg. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got most of the sulfur out of there, so that's you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, I wouldn't have left it a month on the on the yeast, but. Three weeks is uh, two and a half. Three weeks is fine. A month's pushing it. You got to get some autolysis. But okay, when you uh, you crash it, it's fine. But you got to keep it really close to freezing uh, for a while. And you can do it in the keg. I do it all the time. Right. So, uh, but that that's your aging process, which kind of brings out a lot of the subtle yeah. flavors. And then, so that ten C going up to. Uh, 13, that's going from like 50 degrees to, to 55 and a half. That's, Seems like you, that's a little high. That's a little high. That might, you might get more of the esters in, uh, yeah. coming out that way from the yeast. I mean, I, I there's something estery in there, and it came across to me as a, just a faint, faint banana, but um, yeah. you know, not too distracting. Mm-hmm. You can start, start a little lower, start in the high 40s, uh, you know, 47, Four, 48. And then try to keep it below 50. And go up to 50. And, so, then, yeah. and then just oh, okay. so let, kind of, let it roll all the way through that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like 9C to 10C or something. You know, yeah. And you can diastole rest at oh, okay. 50 even. Just, it just takes longer. And uh, yeah, That's true. You forget that, I think. Raise the temperature a little bit. They're, yeah. they're working fine. Those lager guys work fine at 50. Yeah. It just takes them a little bit longer. So they're mowing, oh, okay. they're cleaning up stuff at the end mm-hmm. and yeah. i didn't taste any diastole in this no not so at that, all that was fine i think yeah. it's great i mean is it how many loggers have you done before this any uh this is my second logger. that's really good man that's yeah. really good it, yeah really really good spot on yep all right awesome, awesome thank you all right norm well if that's it we'll let you go all right thanks for all your help guys all thank right. you for sharing the thanks, beer bud. it was good cheers very good. Yeah, good beer. All right, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back. We're going to uh, wrap with Chris about his big bamboo. Bamboo. It's Dr. Homebrew. We'll be right back. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. 
morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer go to morebeer.com and click into the learning center you'll find podcasts technical facts video tutorials and more including access to the buzz more beer social network of more than 5,000 members and some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz the forum the learning center and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest more beer catalog more beer bringing you absolutely everything for beer making Tampa Bay has become a great destination for craft beer lovers with more than 60 breweries and counting, like Cigar City, Tampa Bay, and Coppertail Brewing. One of the newest breweries is Four Stacks Brewing Company in Apollo Beach. Four Stacks believes that the West Coast can't have all the fun, so while we feature West Coast beer like Stone, Ballast Point, and Green Flash on tap, we also brew hopped-up ales to our liking in the West Coast style, even as they're truly Florida. Come in and see for yourself. Four Stacks hosts monthly homebrew club meetings, bottle shares, and partners with local restaurants for free food delivery while you enjoy your pint in their new tap room. Stop by Four Stacks Brewing and support the greater Tampa Bay craft beer scene at a brand new community-oriented independent brewery. Four Stacks Brewing, bringing the best of the West Coast style and attitude. Four Stacks Brewing Company in Apollo Beach, Florida. in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite bare-bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W NicoBrew, your bare-bones buddy in the brewing business. the examination. All right. Thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Before we jump on the line with Chris, I want to tell you guys about the Homebrew Label Awards. Uh, They are looking for any and all awesome custom labels for your custom homebrew. Hey, Chris. (laughs) Yeah, right? Uh, The the folks at GrogTag who put on the Homebrew Label Awards, they want to know if uh, if you create labels that are the envy of your creatively challenged friends. Do you just like to give your opinion on stuff? Which, let's face it, we're homebrewers. We love giving our opinions on shit. Uh, well, the uh, folks at the Homebrew Label Awards want you to prove it. They want you to enter your original label in the 2016 National Homebrew Label Awards. Not only is it the largest online label competition in the world, as far as they know, but this year there are over $5,000 in prizes up for grabs again. So last year they gave away over five grand worth of crap. and Not crap, but, you know, stuff. Uh, and this year they're doing it again. That's a lot of cash, dude. That's a lot of stuff these people give away. Head over to homebrewlabelawards.com and enter your label. Or if you don't like making labels, if, you're, if you got hit in the head as a small child and you haven't had a CAT scan yet to address the clot, uh, you just want to vote. You can vote. Uh, you can go online, go to homerelabelawards.com and check out all of the other entries and place your, place your vote, man. Uh, you know, pass judgment on these folks, uh, if you will. And, uh, you know, skyrocket someone else to fame and glory. If you can't make it yourself, voting uh, is an important job. Voting is an important job. A uh, deadline for entry is May 20th. The sooner you enter, the more votes that you get. That's the thing. You know, uh, it's, it's all about uh, social media and voting. How big is your social media network? Uh, 
how, how cool is your label and how many times can you get it in front of people's faces? So uh, head over homebrewlabelawards.com. Who knows? Your label might go on to fame and glory. I know that this year, uh, last year, they announced a lot of the winners, uh, all the winners, actually, at the um, National Homebrewers Conference. Well, this year, I think they're they're really uh, stepping up their ties with the AHA, and I think they're going to do something during the awards ceremony, too. So I don't know, man. It should be uh, it should be interesting. So check it out. Homebrew. <laughs> yeah. Homebrewlabelawards.com. Hey, bless you. Thank you. I, I hit my I hit my mute button, and then I unhit it, and then I sniff like a... It's a cough button. Like an idiot. He sneezed. I'm stupid. All right, we're going to get... Uh, <laughs> We're going to get Chris on the line here and talk about his Big Bamboo. I like the label, too. Speaking of labels. Yeah, little uh, tiki guys. It has bamboo. It's very tiki-ish. It has has bamboo. The big bamboo. Chris. This is. Hey, this is JP. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? Not too bad. Chris got that radio voice going on. Chris sounds like he could kick our ass. <laughs> I don't know how to bump. I've been told I had a radio voice before. Hello there. I feel like I have to drop my uh, drop my voice down a register or two now. <laughs> yes. How long? You don't have to do that for me. <laughs> yeah, I might. Maybe you bring it up a little bit. Uh, so the big bamboo, dude. That's it. It, it seems like a pretty daunting uh, task. Uh, how long have you been homebrewing? If I can ask you that. I've been brewing for about nine years now. Ah, okay. I feel like only a veteran home brewer can tackle a process like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So tell me the uh, um, the the thought behind uh, this this beer here, man, because it's uh, it, it blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I was down at a tiki bar in Chicago and just had a really good experience. Met the owner, got flights of rum, and they had a beer brewed for them specifically um, by Mars Brewing in Chicago and just to pair with their rums and I wanted to take it one step further at home and just brew a beer that was a tiki drink. Okay. Alright. So you... And, uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Running through my recipes, I have a couple books on tiki drinks and one that I thought could translate pretty well based on just your the citrus profile you could add in was uh, the big bamboo. So, I translated all your juice additions into citrus zest or fruit and secondary, and the rum addition into a rum barrel just to try it out. Okay. Apparently, I haven't spent enough time at tiki bars. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, how did you get your hands on the rum barrel? Uh, a buddy of mine in our homebrew club up here in Marquette, Michigan. I ordered one 10 gallon out of uh, farmhouse brewing supplies or something like that. Okay. <laughs> He's right. not sure what rum distillery it was or what kind of rum it was, but yeah. before he gave it to me, he was able to dump out half a pint glass full of straight rum. Oh, jeez. And I put beer right into it. Nice. Homebrewers, man. 10 years ago, I think that would have been a lot harder of a task to accomplish, even maybe five years ago. Yeah. It was the first rumber I've. No. had the opportunity to even use or let alone heard of people putting beer in, really. Yeah, for sure. Well, oh, excuse me. I'm all full of burps. Uh, Doc, why don't you go ahead and start talking about the big bamboo? All right. So, basically, uh, we judged it tonight. Uh, JP gave me the rundown on what you were trying to do, which really opened it up for me. Um First, I heard all the ingredients and what was in it, and I basically went, ooh. <laughs> but um, but after you told me what you were trying to accomplish, it, it fully made sense. So uh, <laughs> let's take it from there. Um, so you got a rum barrel fruit beer, and it's uh, started as an imperial blonde, which is probably a pretty smart <laughs> idea because you don't want to have a lot of other beer flavors in there. Um because the you know the aroma comes out as uh, I got a lot of fruit, a lot of alcohol, and some wood. You know that that rum barrel kind of wood, but it wasn't overpowering by any means. Um, I got some coconut smell in there, which is kind of cool. Uh, definitely some higher alcohols, so there's a lot of stuff going on there. It's kind of a little bit biting in the aroma, so kind of like if you're sniffing a cocktail. 
which, yeah. which is what you're kind of going for. So uh, the appearance, an amber color, especially looking at, you know, that it was an imperial blonde when you started. But, you know, that's what happens when you, uh, you know, distill things. It goes in clear, comes out brown. And it, it definitely did. Uh, it had a nice nice head that, that kind of reared up and then it kind of faded kind of fast. That's that's probably the alcohol in it, too. Um, flavor. I got you know, pretty sweet, uh, a little bit puckering, um, probably mostly from the alcohol. Uh, got a lot of coconut and brown sugar, which is actually pretty pleasant. Uh, you know, definitely some alcohol warmth. Uh, you know, near the end when I'm swallowing, and it just, it just, uh, it, it was kind of, kind of okay. Even though it's on the sweet side, which is you know more the tiki kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, mouthfeel, uh, uh, maybe a little sharp uh, with the mouthfeel. Uh, medium body, uh, good CO2. I like the high level of the CO2 that I got out of it because um, it helps lift that sweetness off your tongue. So that yeah. that was all pretty good. Um, <laughs> I like it when the sweetness is lifted. Well, you can get this cloying stuff that just lays in each other. Yeah. Like, uh, sweet, yeah. sweet, syrupy beer. Um, and for this to work, it's kind of got to be. Yeah. But with the higher CO two, it just it it spritzes off your tongue a lot lot better, and it just kind of balances it. Well, I think so that, much better. I think that tannin from the uh, peels. From all the citrus helps. Well, all, yeah, a lot you get tannin from the oak too, yeah. so yeah. that all kind of comes into play. Um, I really didn't get any faults in the beer. Um, yeah. You know, maybe a little oxidation, but not 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 really. Uh, the only thing was the the balance a little bit. Just balance a little on the sweeter side. Yeah. Uh, but it has a lot of alcohol, so you got to get that anyway. Um, but basically. Uh, Ice, an umbrella, and a straw. I'd be happy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it just, it just, it just really worked. Um, at first, I'm thinking I couldn't drink more than one. I think, oh, or could I? <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, it, it was. Uh, you know, if I'm going to judge this as a wood barrel aged beer, I, 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 it's lower. It's like a 32. But if you push it into the experimental, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm in the 39, 40ish range with it i think it was really especially if they know what you're doing or what you're trying to do yeah if you can tell them beforehand because i think this is kind of a mind fuck beer yeah it is definitely if i didn't know what you're trying to do i go "Ooh, this guy sucks not really sucks but yeah it doesn't balance and this and that but you know if you're but knowing what you were trying to go for you nailed it you nailed it. i give you kudos, kudos for that yeah so thank you um, definitely, I would put in the experimental beer. I think you've got more room to explain what the hell you're doing. Right. right. And if you, if you can do that, yeah, you got it. For sure. So, yeah, kudos, dude. What did you give him? Uh, I give, for a wood age beer, I give him 32, but I give him like a 3940 for, uh, okay. for the experimental beer. What could he improve? What can uh, you do to improve? Um, maybe a little less sweetness. Okay. Possibly. Okay. Would, uh, a little drier, or would you take the gravity down? Oh, uh, no, I just go, well, hmm. That's a tough, tough right. deal because you're going to get sweetness from, from the alcohol. Although I like that rum kind of alcohol taste to it. Uh, I really like that. So I, w- I would I I would, would maybe dry it out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, probably try to attenuate it a little bit more because you you got to kind of balance that, that alcohol sweetness with the malt sweetness. So I, I would I would try to dry it out a little bit more, um, maybe less malt, a little more sugar, so it dries down a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably can you know get the same starting gravity, but you know lower lower finishing, and try it, try it that way. But I would do it in little increments because you could mess this up, and you, you're already doing great. Okay, awesome, Brian. Bill, those of you who want to do the uh, the. I've never had the, the big bamboo cocktail. I was, I was investigating, and I would like to try one. Uh, it sounds really cool. Uh, half ounce lime juice, <laughs> half ounce orange juice, half ounce grapefruit juice, half ounce passion fruit syrup, half an ounce of dark Jamaican rum, an ounce of gold rum, and two dashes of Angostura bitters. Uh, Gotta have the bitters, dude. And a good cocktail. 
Served with the jungle garnish. <laughs> I like that alligator uh, penis. Just no, uh, just Monkey yeah. Suit. <laughs> just grab some leaves out of the jungle and throw it in there. I don't know. Anyway, um, that sounds cool. It gives me a helps give me a better idea of what the inspiration was here. So yeah, thank you for introducing us to new things here. I'm kind of a beer guy, but I do like a good a good well made cocktail every once in a while. Uh, yeah, kind of broaden horizon. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it does kind of, the aroma was really promising. I liked it a lot. It had, you know, there weren't any hops, obviously. It, it was malty and fruity and boozy and it smelled like a punch bowl with a, with a little bit of booze in there. Um, so yeah, I was definitely getting the, the passion fruit, a little kind of mango like, and almost, almost a cherry like aroma, even though there's no cherry in there, but it's like maybe from the malt, uh, you know. But the rum was low, and there was there was a little bit of a woody element in there, uh, kind of nicely in check with everything else. It was like a punch bowl with a little booze and and just yeah, fruit and booze and 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 fun. So yeah, um, no no um, no big like you know there's alcohol in there too obviously, uh, but no DMS or, or acetaldehyde or anything like that. Diacetyl just seemed cleanly fermented moderate fermentation drive esters kind of playing nicely with everything else there um appearance wise so it was declared to be an imperial blonde ale and uh, just mm-hmm. right off the bat the appearance kind of goes down because it's like it's a reddish copper colored beer it's not blonde it looks looks quite you know fairly clear uh, had a low yeah. creamy off-white head that faded to a collar after a little while um so appearance wise you know it, I didn't. I expected it to be lighter in color, but that's fine. You, just, you know, it might have been the base style was an imperial blonde ale, but it, it just you know imperialized blonde ale. But all the fruit and the wood and the, everything else, the the dark rum probably is in there. It just darkened it down a bit, and that's fine. Yeah, but you know, you may not want to call it a blonde at that point. Um, anyway, but yeah, uh, flavor wise, again, it's fruity, sweet, malty, boozy, and woody. The spirit has it all. There's a lot going on here, but you get a little bit of everything, and that's kind of nice. Um, you know, the, the to me, the rum and the wood character come out on top, and so like I got a lot of fruit in the aroma, but it seemed less so in the in the flavor. It, and it is malty sweet, and there's a lot for that that fruit that, that if the fruit was a little more prominent, could play off of. But to me, it, it all the fruits that were there. I got buried by everything else that's going on in here. Mm-hmm. So it mm. seems cleanly fermented. Um, you know, the hop bitterness is kind of low out and out of the way, which is good. I wouldn't want too much of that. You know, there's really no hop to pick out in this at all. It's just, if it is there, it's, it's just kind of subtle and out of the way. Uh, and the booze that's there is pleasant. It's it's not harsh or rough. It's just, it's it's kind of bold, but it's it's not... Not unpleasant at all, but yeah. the, it's definitely balanced to the booze to my taste. Um, I'd like to taste a little bit more beer-like quality. Um, so that the um, yeah, the fruit's kind of hiding a little bit, but it, it has an interesting balance, and I really like you know understanding the beer a little better now. I do like kind of where it is, especially in the aroma. Um, and the flavor to me it works it still has all those things it's just like i would balance it a little differently for my tastes um and just yeah the the i mean yeah if you're drinking a cocktail you're gonna taste some booze so you probably should in a beer like this but um i would imagine that the the cocktail as described has so many different kinds of fruit in there in, in good good amounts that uh it would also be very fruity sweet so um yeah, mouthfeel wise, it's medium body with medium low carbonation. So there's some moderate alcohol warmth going on there. It's, it's a big, hefty beer there. Uh, you know, it's just a little bit biting, like Doc said too. Uh, I get a little bit of kind of a low astringency, or else it's just the booze kind of biting me on the wood character, the tannins in there, kind of um, getting a little heavy in the mouthfeel. So yeah, again, just overall impression. I didn't really get it as an imperial blonde, but you know that's just kind of a fine point. And where do you enter this? You know, twenty-two C. It's a wood-aged beer, sure. You know, um, but it's so much more. It's got so much more. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I would just I would just back off the booze a little bit and find a way to bring up the fruit a little bit. So um, you know, I I 
I gave it a 33. If there was magically a, a category invented for the 2018 BJCP guidelines, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, cocktail-inspired uh, beer, you know, you could yeah. enter it as a, maybe an amber ale with a, you know, uh, uh, fruity tiki drink style, you know, whatever. You know. Most beer judges might not know what a big bamboo is either, <laughs> like, as I didn't, <laughs> but they'll want to if they taste it. So, yeah, nicely done. I, I think this is a good... I'd like to know where else you went with it, too, if you want to talk about your... JP said you, you did kind of a series of beers like this, so it'd be interesting to just rap with you about what, what else you did. <laughs> but, yeah, I gave it a 33. Yeah. I might give it a, might give it a 39 if there was a category for this beer, but there really isn't. <laughs> it's, it's experimental, specialty, fun beer. Yeah, what about the experimental category? Would it would it fare any, any better? Yeah, well, I think it would because it's a pretty nice beer. Yeah. And there's so many not-so-nice. You want to be yeah. careful too in that what what well, you declare true. because if you declare grapefruit and lime and pineapple and passion fruit and mango, you want every single of those things of those things to come through. Yeah. So I, you might want to just declare a few of them that really come through to you or to your friends and other judges. Lime, that you, grapefruit. Yeah. There's lime. There's grapefruit. There's a little mango. A little bit. So, so pick out a few. I'm not yeah. like getting big pineapple. You know the the orange is pretty subtle, but. Just stick with a few things and declare them and put it yeah. in a specialty category and see what it does. If you want to win a award with it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was just trying to get as much information as I could about no, what no, totally. I was yeah. to do. And the label's cool. It's it's just, yeah. I, I like the beer. I would personally drop the... Panties? I would drop the panties hard. Uh, no, I would, um, I would drop the starting gravity a little bit, like five points. I think the, mm-hmm. I think it's a little too malty. And I think that maybe mm-hmm. is crushing some of the fruit, is kind of getting in the way of it really being a cocktail beer. But yeah, sometimes it's not push know. up the fruit; it's like pull something else back. Pull like when you're doing back, a music yeah. mix, it's like, well, I can't hear the the bass. It's like, well, the guitar's too freaking loud. So you know, pull this back or EQ it out or something. You know, yeah, do what's, that to your beer. What's the uh, ABV on this on this guy, Chris? Um, into the barrel, it was eight point three. And I really have no way of measuring what it was after, but from people I've had taste it and my two co brewers at the brewery here, they guessed probably fifteen ish. <laughs> Damn girl. How much how well, much rum would it's still a lot of gain just from the barrel bit. Yeah. Um I wouldn't go that high with it. it's just it's not not that it's eight eight's pretty plenty. Um I'd go ten or eleven on it. It's, Easy. It's, it's definitely boozy, yeah. but I wouldn't back okay. off on that. I would back off on the maltiness, like like JP was saying. Yeah, uh, if you can yep. get it, uh, you know, just a bit, a not bit, a, lot. a bit drier. Uh, you know, drop out some of the malt mm. and then add maybe some some uh, sugar back in just to try yeah. to get it there. Yeah. Okay. Be, yeah, I see what you're saying. I kind of yeah. I liked the sweetness level. Yeah. But yeah, the yeah. maltiness level's is fine, but it's it's just it's too much of a beer. You want it to be sweet. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and 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 maybe I would be different if I didn't know that he was going for a cocktail inspired thing. I think now yeah. once that switch is flipped, now I want to go that anyway. Uh, Chris, it was a challenging beer to judge. Honestly, it was, yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Chris, do you have any questions for the guys about this beer? Anything we can help you? Uh, no, just. Looking for general feedback, see you know if I could explain okay. my process to somebody and what they would <laughs> you be can. able to get out of it. And what? Uh, how did we do? I think you did pretty good. Did all right. For not having any idea of what the tiki drink this is, you picked up <laughs> on everything that was supposed to be there. <laughs> good. Yeah, I mean, if you if you dial it in and and work out some recipes and and perfect the batches, you could you could market something like this. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting twist. Totally. And to make it in the craft brew industry these days, you have to do something a little different. Honestly. Yeah, definitely. You're onto something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. All right, bud. <laughs> He'll be the guy brewing for those tiki bars out there. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, All right, everyone. It's Dr. Homebrew. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're going to hand out uh, our Grog Tag gift certificate, and then we're going to bail. Yeah, we'll be right back. Do you 
know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Admit it. Homebrewing is not always free of frustrations. Years ago, brothers Bill and Jim Mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand new kitchen appliance, the Pico Brew Zymatic. The Zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the Internet via Wi-Fi. It comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button, improve repeatability, and refine your recipes. With the Pico Brew Zymatic. With minimal cleaning and hassle, the Zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen. Just add your ingredients, and the process of home brewing becomes simplified and automatic, allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew. At Pico Brew, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of home brewing and make their own damn good craft beer. See the Zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. Grog tags aren't just for labeling your home brews to hand out to your friends. They're the perfect way to round out your personal brewing marketing. Bringing your latest beer to a funeral? Craft a metal sign to go with it. Heading out to Little Liam's Bar Mitzvah? Grog Tag custom bottle caps are awesome. Couldn't get out of jury duty this year? Grog Tag the hell out of the deliberation room with reusable labels. Grog Tag has an awesome array of products just waiting to be customized by you. Metal signs, coasters, tasting mats, bottle caps, tap handles. It's all there waiting for your designs at Grog Tag. Liven up your next party with the widest selection of custom products ever offered by a sponsor of the Brewing Network. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, everyone. Thanks for uh, sticking around. <laughs> Doc. yeah, <it's, laughs> Doc's just going. The night is young. We, we have a ways to go here. Pace yourself, guys. <laughs> no, I want more Big Bamboo. Uh, okay, now is the time. It is the time. Fellow Americans, where we give away the $40 grog tag, at least your beer will look good, gift certificate. We're not giving it away. They earned it. That's true. They earned it. They That's earned right. It. They earned it. Uh, how did they earn it? They earned it by emailing jp at morebeer.com. Wow. <laughs> I haven't given out that email address in fucking still works, 10 years. Doesn't, it works, doesn't it? No. no. It doesn't go and to by morebeer, he means the brewing network. Yeah, jp at thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, and if you want to be a contestant on Dr. Homebrew, uh, email me, jp at thebrewingnetwork.com, and I will get back to you eventually. I don't like emailing right away because it gets lost in my inbox. It's a whole thing. I'll get back to you. Just don't worry about it. It doesn't want to seem desperate. I don't want to seem desperate. Right. Uh, but anyway, and so the Grog Tag folks, they've, they've been generously donated $40 gift certificates to give away to our runners-up because their slogan, of course, is at least your beer will look good. Um, and, you know, the tongue-in-cheek kind of play there is uh, your beer shit. But it'll look good soon. They both looked good. Yeah. They both looked good. They both tasted good. But we had to give it to one winner. So we gave it to Norm. Norm. Congratulations, Norm. Chris already the, has the label. so <laughs> That's right. Uh, you're the winner of the $40 uh, gift certificate to grogtag.com. You can go ahead over there right now and check out their cool uh, templates and all that kind of stuff. And if you, if you create your own custom label, Norm... Don't forget to enter it in the Homebrew Label Awards. New labels. New labels. And you can make tap handles and all kinds of fun stuff. You can do all sorts of stuff. They have so much stuff going on over there, dude. 
Beer signs. You buy a garage. friend a label. Those, yeah. <laughs> yeah, buy your friends too. You can buy a metal sign. You can do a whole bunch of shit over there. Uh, Grog tag, man. I'm telling you, they're they're making homebrew uh, look better. Uh, they're going to be at the NHC again. They will be at NHC. Yeah, but they're for always, sure. they're just fun people. This is the the booth is fun too. The booth is fun. Yeah, yeah they're they're good folks. They like to party um, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if you do place an order, uh, anybody over at Grog Tag, make sure you uh, tell them that you heard about us or heard about them. From Dr. Homebrew. Dr. Yeah, this was a fun show. Though. We, got, we had a couple of really good beers. They were both kind of neck and neck. So it was, it yeah. Was, yeah, it was a good time. It was within one point. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, if you're listening live, we'll be right back in about five minutes with a, a second show. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, eh, just wait for this to play out. It'll start automatically, I'm sure. Anyway, it's been Dr. Homebrew. Uh, Brian, Doc, yes. appreciate it. Thank you, sir. And thanks to Norm and Chris for sitting in beers. And, uh, you know, we'll see you out there, everybody.